Populations. To a biologist, a population is a group of the same species that occupies a specific area. Members of a population interact with each other and are able to breed with each other. They rely on the same resources and are influenced by the same environmental factors. The characteristics of populations are determined by the interactions between individuals and their environment. In nature, populations are separated from one another by barriers that prevent organisms from interacting or breeding. The population, rather than the individual, is the basic unit that many ecologists study. Population range and size. Every population has a geographical boundary. The geographical range of a population is the geographical area within which it lives. When studying population, bi biologists, believe, biologists begin by defining the area in which the organisms will be studied. One researcher may study the population of a hermit crab in a single salt marsh, while another may study the population of tuna in a region of South Pacific. Marine biologists are not only interested in the geographical range of a population, but also the size of the population within its range. Sometimes it is possible to determine the population size by simply counting the number of individuals within a geographical range. For instance, we could count the number of barnacles on a particular rock or the number of sea amenity in a given tidal pool. It may even be possible to count the number of manatees or whales in a given area from an airplane or helicopter. In many cases, however, it is not possible to directly count all the individuals in a population, so biologists use a technique called sampling methods to estimate population size. One, com one common sampling method involving counting the number of individuals in a representative area or plot within the range. The number of these plots is in a given range is then determined, and then the number of individual per plot is multiplied by the number of plots to estimate the population size. Another method would be to look for evidence of an organism's presence, such as burrows or telltale trails that some organisms leave in the sand, and count these to get an, an idea of population size. In a procedure known as mark recapture method, animals are captured and tagged or marked before being released. After waiting a sufficient amount of time for these animals to randomly mix back into the population, a sample of, the of animals is taken again. The ratio of marked to unmarked animals can be used to give an estimate of population size. For instance, say we capture and tag 10 nurse sharks and release them back into their range. Several weeks later, we can capture 10 nurse sharks, sharks again, and from this range, and two of these 10 or 20% are tagged. From this, we can estimate that 20% of nurse shark population is tagged. Since we initially tagged 10 sharks, they could be they would represent 20% of the entire population in the area so that the size of the population would be approximately 50 sharks. Of course, this assumes that the, any tagged individual has an equal chance of getting caught again, which may not be a correct assumption. Sampling techniques. Distribution of organisms in a population. Population density is the number of individuals per unit in an area or volume. For instance, the number of barnacles on a square meter of a rock or the number of plankton in a cubic centimeter of surface water. Population density can frequently vary within a large range because not every part of the range will provide a suitable ha habitat.
Dispersion refers to the pattern of spacing among individuals within a range. Dispersion patterns range from clumped, in which individuals are densely packed in, to uniform, if they are evenly spaced, to random, if spacing varies in an unpredictable pattern. Clumpy may be caused by variations in the organism's abiotic environment. Barnacles and other rock dwellers may grow only on certain rocks that are exposed to the least amount of time during low tide. Herbivore snails are likely to be clumped in areas where there is a significant algae to eat. Uniform spacing is often the result of competition among species. In seaweeds, uniform spacing may reflect competition for sunlight. Some sessile organisms, such as coral, may kill competitors to prevent them from growing too close. Some animals establish a territory of a certain size and defend it against intrusion of others. Random spacing, which occurs when there is a lack of strong interactions among individuals, is not very common. Changes in population size Populations change in size as individuals are added through reproduction and immigration, and individuals are eliminated by death and emigration. Typically, rates of reproduction and death vary among different age groups and sexes within a population. If we look at the individuals in each group within a population, we would probably find that each age group has a characteristic birth and death rate. Typically, the very young and old individuals in a population are more likely to die than individuals of intermediate age who have youthful strength and the survival skills that come with maturity. Also, individuals of the intermediate age are usually are usually more successful at reproduction. For example, a given number of 10-year-old female fur seals produce about twice as many pups during a breeding season as an equal number of 5-year-old or 18-year-old females. In fish, however, it is usually the older, larger females that produce the most offspring. In general, a population of individuals of prime reproductive age will grow faster than the population with proportionally more younger or older individuals. Another important factor affecting population growth is generation time, the average time between an individual's birth and the birth of its offspring. Other factors being equal, a shorter generation time will usually result in a faster growing population. The sex ratio also affects population growth. The number of young that can be produced is usually related to the number of females in a population. The number of males may be less important because in many species, seals and sea lions, for example, a single male can mate with several females. In these populations, a decline in males will have little impact on population size. In species where individuals form mating pairs, such as some marine birds, a reproduction reduction in males would be more likely to affect the number of young produced. Survivorship. Survivorship is another factor that affects population size. Survivorship refers to how long on average an individual given of a given age could be expected to live. This information is frequently displayed by a graph known as a survivorship curve. A survivorship curve shows the number of individuals in a population still alive at each age from reproduction to death. Survivorship curves can be classified into three types. A type 1 curve shows relatively low death rates during early and middle life, 
with death rates increasing among older individuals. Large marine animals such as whales that produce few offspring and provide them with a good care often exhibit these patterns. The type the opposite pattern is called type 3 curve, which reflects high mortality rates for young, but a flat rate for those individuals that survive to a certain critical age. This pattern is associated with many marine organisms that produce very large numbers of offspring, but provide little or no parental care, such as fishes and bivalves. Type 2 curves fall in the middle, showing more or less consistent mortality rates over time. Many species fall in these basic patterns or show more complex patterns. In marine birds, for example, the mortality rate is often high among the young, as in the type 3 curve, but fairly consistent in adults, type 2 curve. Crabs, on the other hand, show a star-step type of curve, with brief periods of increased mortality rate during molts, followed by periods of lower mortality rate when they're protected protective exterior skeleton is hard. Life history. The life history of any organism can be divided into three phases, birth, reproduction, and death. Three aspects of life history affect the number of offspring a female will pr produce in her lifetime. Clutch size, number of reproductive events, and the age of at first reproduction. Clutch size, the number of offspring produced each time an organism reproduces, is called clutch size. Generally, organisms with a large clutch size produce small eggs or offspring, thus each offspring has little energy to start life on its own. Large clutch size is typical of organisms with type 3 survivor pattern. Offspring from small clutches are generally larger and have a better chance of surviving and are more typical of organisms with type 1 or 2 survivor curves. In many organisms, such as fishes, clutch sizes increase with body size. In organisms with clutch size can vary seasonally, with clutches being larger during seasons when environmental factors are more favorable for the young. Number of reproductive events. Some organisms, such as Pacific Salmon and the octopus reproduce only once in their lifetime, whereas others can reproduce repeatedly. The advantage of a single reproductive event is an organism's ability to invest all of its energy budget into the production of offspring. In contrast, organisms that reproduce repeatedly over their lifespan must divide their energy among maintenance, growth, and reproduction. Age at first reproduction. For organisms that reproduce repeatedly, the timing of reproduction can have a large effect on a female's lifetime reproduction output. If a female uses some of her energy to reproduce at a younger age, she will have less energy available to, for maintenance and growth, reducing her potential to produce larger clutches in the future. On the other hand, a female that delays reproduction invests more energy in the maintenance and growth, and although this strategy might increase her potential to reproduce in the future, she could die before producing any offspring. Observations based on experimental models suggest that if older, older females produce much larger clutches than younger ones, and if there is a good chance of surviving to an older age, then female reproduction output is maximized when first reproduction is delayed. An organism's biological fitness is determined by how many of its offspring survive to produce their own offspring. As a result, the inherited characteristics of life history that resulted in the most offspring being produced 
over time will become more common in a population. Of course, all the variables that can affect life history cannot be maximized simultaneously because all organisms have a limited energy budget that demands trade-offs. For example, the production of many offspring with little chance of survival may result in fewer descendants than the production of a few well-cared-for offspring that can compete effectively for limited resources. Population growth. There are many different ways by which a population can increase its size. The number of new individuals added through reproduction can increase while the death rate remains constant. The rate at which individuals die can decrease while the birth rate remains a constant, or the birth rate can rise while the death rate declines. Populations can grow as the result of immigration or of new individuals from other populations, or it can decline because of immigration members to a neighboring population. The ad- addition of new members to a population through reproduction or immigration is frequently termed recruitment. The majority of marine organisms living on rocks and bottom sediments have planktonic larval stages. The size of these populations can be affected by the rate at which the larvae leave the water column and settle to the bottom, a process called larval sediment. Settlement. When populations of organisms have sufficient food or nutrients and are not affected greatly by predators or disease, they will grow rapidly. For example, the photoplankton will undergo large population increases when there is an increase in available nutrients. In short, in a short time, the, plank, the photoplankton reproduce so quickly that they exploit all of the available nutrients or space. They then begin to die back. If we were to graph the growth of photoplankton population as a function of time, it would be a J-shaped curve. Initial growth would be slow, represented by the bottom of the J, but the doubling of the population again and again by cell division, represented by the nearly vertical top of the J, would produce even bigger numbers. This pattern of growth is called exponential or logothargic growth and is characteristic of rapid growing populations. Although some populations can grow exponentially for short periods, none can sustain this type of growth for long. Eventually, some resource needed for growth or survival will become scarce and the growth rate will begin to decline. The more typical growth pattern for a population is logistic growth in which the original growth is exponential but then the rate of population increase reaches an equilibrium point, and the population growth fails, falls to zero. A population reaches its equilibrium point when it contains as many organs as the environment can sustain for an extended period. That point is called carrying capacity of the environment. Growth rate slows as a population reaches its carrying capacity for any three reasons. The birth rate drops, the death rate rises, or birth rates and death rates change at the same time. The carrying capacity inhibits the tendency of populations to grow exponentially. Any number of the environmental factors can limit population size. An efficient amount of light can, can limit the number of photosynthetic organisms or insufficient numbers of prey can limit the number of predators. Although it may appear that the carrying capacity of a specific environment for a particular species is constant, it often is not. 
The abiotic and biotic factors that determine the carrying capacity can vary, for instance, within the time of year, and thus the carrying capacity will vary as well. The type of pattern shown in Figure 2.10 predicts the growth of laboratory populations and some populations in nature, but most natural populations exhibit many different growth patterns that are variations of the typical pattern. Population regulation. What factors determine the carrying capacity of an environment? Biologists have attempted to divide these factors into two categories. Factors that vary with population size are called density-dependent factors. Factors that do not, do not vary with population density are called density-independent factors. The density-dependent factor is one that has greater effect as the population increases in size. Density-dependent factors reduce the population growth by decreasing reproduction and by increasing mortality rate in a crowded population. Decreased availability of resources such as food supplies often limit reproduction in a crowded population. Population density also influences individual organisms' health and survivorship. Plants and seaweed that grow under crowded conditions tend to be smaller, and smaller organisms are less likely to survive and produce offspring. Animals often experience high, higher mortality rate at high population densities, too. For instance, predation can be important density-dependent factor. A predator will almost certainly encounter and capture more prey when the prey population increases. For some animal species, internal rather than external factors appear to regulate population size. For instance, high densities and overcrowding can cause stress which results in physiological changes that delay sexual maturation and cause reproductive organs to shrink, thus inhibiting reproduction. The mechanics of underlying these responses have yet to be discovered. Other factors, included, including abiotic environment and population interactions, can affect population size. Although populations in the field appear to fluctuate, around carrying capacity, this does not necessarily mean the phenomenon is solely the result of density-dependent factors at work. Density-independent factors are not related to population size. They affect the same percentage of individuals regardless of how large or small the population is. The most common and important density-independent factors are related to weather and climate. Sudden, extreme, or unpredictable changes in the environment conditions, such as hurricanes, can periodically wipe out large numbers of organisms. Such events may decimate certain populations in an area without regard to their size or density. Over the long term, many populations remain fairly stable in size and are thought to be close to a carrying capacity that is determined by density-dependent factors. This general stability, however, sometimes disrupted by density-independent factors. In some cases, density-dependent and density-independent factors act together to regulate a population. The relative importance of density-dependent and density-independent factors may also vary seasonally. Organisms whose populations are regulated, regularly decimated tend to reproduce early and produce large numbers of offspring, because this strategy maximizes their intrinsic rate of production, they are called R-strategists, and their growth curves uh, 
uh, resemble figure 10a. Spe- species whose populations are more often in equilibrium, on the other hand, are called K-strategists because they seem to maximize their carrying capacity, or K. The majority of marine organisms, however, are neither pure R-strategists nor K-strategists, but lie somewhere in a continuum between these two extremes.